Welcome back to 613 Ramban. We are up to Shani, and in this Aliyah begins by closing out the last discussion about Avram buying Aras HaMachbela. He buys the field from Ephron, and the field becomes his, and everyone witnesses him buying this. There's no question that he is the true owner, and afterwards he buries his wife, Sarah. Okay. Then the Torah tells us that Avram is getting old, and he therefore turns to his servant, and he makes him take an oath. He makes him take an oath that he is going to go and not, he's going to leave the land of Canaan to go find a wife for his son Yitzchak and not take a daughter, not take a wife for Yitzchak from the people of Canaan. And uh, the servant asks, maybe he won't come along. Avram says, no matter what, you have to swear that you're not going to go ahead and uh, take a wife from the people of Canaan. And uh, he doesn't really give a backup plan. He says, if she doesn't want, if the woman, if no woman, no women want to come from outside of Israel, outside of Canaan, then you are, you've you've taken care of you, you've fulfilled your oath, and he leaves it at that. Now, there's an interesting, something that has always bothered me, and that is, where's Yitzchak in this conversation? You know, it's kind of interesting that Yitzchak is not there. Yitzchak is not part of this conversation. It's taking place according to our tradition. Yitzchak is not a young man. He's 37 at this time. Uh, he's, he's entitled, he's capable of of doing things on his own. So why is Yitzchak not part of this conversation in any way? And the Ramban gives a very interesting answer. He suggests that Eliezer was the individual who was charged, who was not just, you know, a servant. We think of a servant as someone who went around and brought him food. He was essentially in charge of his entire household. He was he was the CEO of the Avram Corporation, and therefore he was charged with all the money of Avram. And what Avram was doing over here was turning specifically to Eliezer and saying, since he is someone who is overseeing all the funds, he specifically empowered him to go find a wife, reckon and putting the two together, saying that if there is no wife, then not only if there's no wife, if, if, if Yitzchak is not willing to, to marry a woman from outside of Canaan, then the Yerusha, the inheritance, will not go to Yitzchak, right? So there's an implied um, implications over here to not only to Eliezer, but to Yitzchak, that Avram again turns specifically to Eliezer because of his financial role in Avram's estate, ensuring or incentivizing rather Yitzchak to go ahead and make sure that he marries someone from outside of Canaan. It's a fascinating insight, you know, it makes you kind of wonder, you know, does he need that incentive? Um, but one way or another, we cannot now understand why he's specifically turning to Eliezer. Eliezer, again, is the CEO. He's the one who is over, overseeing the entire, or the COO, maybe, um, um, uh, and therefore CFO, <laughs> okay, um, and therefore he's the one who it makes sense to turn to in this discussion, and that's why Yitzchak, maybe not that he's not there, it could be that he is actually there, but the reason that Eliezer plays a, fr- a frontal role is due to the fact that he's tying in together the inheritance of his estates together with uh, the marrying of someone outside of Canaan. Have a wonderful day. We'll pick up tomorrow.